This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. He's going to see his production decrease at least 15 to 20%, so I think he might actually be a fantasy bust in 2020. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid dating back to 1999 has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the glide guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson, Dr. Roto, and Michael Fabiano. Yo, what's up and welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings Corey Parson, the fantasy executive Michael Fabiano and Dr. Roto getting ready for week five of the NFL season. Let's get ready to hop right into it, Mike. And the Tennessee Titans are the topic where we start out with before we get to Thursday night football because we don't know what's going to happen with the Tennessee Titans. What is the latest that you're hearing? What is your knowledge of the situation? So they had two more positives. And right now that is, it's an official outbreak for, for the Titans And the NFL is doing an investigation in terms of whether or not the team broke protocol. It seems like they did. So there's any number of scenarios that can play out now for this game. Uh, And none of them are very good for fantasy. Let's put it that way, right? So number one, I can't see this game being played, but I didn't think they'd play the KC New England game. And uh, the NFL in its arrogance did play that game and put players at risk because Stephon Gilmore tested positive after. So what the NFL can do now is continue to test, play the game on Sunday. I don't think that game can go down on Sunday, especially what would happen with the Patriots and Gilmore. The other scenario would be that they move the game to either Monday or Tuesday. And then the Thursday night game next week that Buffalo would be playing in against Kansas city. I believe that game could be moved to the following Saturday. So week six would start with Saturday football and not Thursday night football. The other possibility, and this one might not be as viable, but it's being thrown out there. And the NFL actually threw it out there as well, is that as a form of punishment, the Titans have to forfeit this week's game, which means you lose all your Titans 
and all your bills, uh, which is big because they have a whole bunch of very, very productive fantasy players on both of those rosters. I feel like that's probably the long shot of the potential scenarios, but guys, it all depends on whether or not Tennessee continues to have positive cases. Corey Davis is now uh, on the COVID list. Adam Humphreys is on the COVID list as well. Uh, that team right now is down to next to nothing at wide receiver. They hope AJ Brown comes back. They've got Johnny Smith, but much like we had to prepare for this sort of scenario last week, you've got to make sure you've had, you have alternatives and a backup plan for your bills and your Titans. And heck, I mean, you could throw the Patriots and Broncos into that mix too, because what happens if tomorrow the Patriots have a positive test or what if they have a positive test on Saturday? Like all of these things are within the realm of possibility. Interesting stuff, Mike. Doc, what do you think about what's going on and what are you looking, how are you going to set up and prepare for your weekend in fantasy? What's going to be the Dr. Roto theory going into this weekend? I think my initial theory is that um, the Titans-Bills game is not going to happen. I can't imagine how it happens. I mean, when they're still getting positive tests that haven't even gotten to practice. I mean, what are we going to do? And now all of a sudden they'd have to move the Bills game and the Bills are supposed to play Thursday. Now it becomes a Saturday game. I just don't see that. So when I'm looking at my setting my lineups, I'm just taking my Bills and my uh, Titans out of the lineup. I think the bigger scare is what happened last week, right? On Saturday, Cam Newton. So I can, I can, I like predictability. I, I can predict right now that the Bills and Titans are most likely not going to play and I feel comfortable with that. I don't like it, but I'm comfortable with that. If things start changing as we get to Friday and Saturday, because I can tell you when I did my DraftKings lineups on Saturday night until two in the morning, and then I saw that there was a scare with the Saints, I was like, all right, all my time was just, you know, wasted. So I just, I can handle what I know, but I don't, I don't know what I don't know, if, I, if you understand what I mean. I don't want something coming up last second. Yeah, no doubt. Sunday morning waivers are going to be critical. Saturday night waivers will also be critical. We already knew that. Commissioners knew that coming into the season. So, listen, we just pray and hope for the best right now and that these, you know, that everything can uh, shake out and we can get, um, you know, we can get things, some kind of resolve with this situation right here. All right, so let's get ready to hop into and go through some of the stuff from this week. I want to start, Mike, on Thursday night football, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Chicago Bears. That game is tonight. I'll be honest with you, something about, something's saying to me, Hey, Corey, this is the one that the Bears get this one right here versus Tampa. So if the Bears were to get this one, then we're going to need some good play from Nick Foles, Allen Robinson. And David Montgomery was a guy that we had a very, very interesting debate on yesterday on the Bull Market Fantasy Podcast. I'll bring you two guys into that one as well. So, Mike, set it up by letting me know what you think about this game in Thursday Night Football. And then I want your opinion. Who would you rather have rest of the season, Miles Sanders or David Montgomery? Well, first off, I'd much rather have Miles Sanders. I feel like he's just a more reliable player. He's a better player. He's a better all-around player, in my opinion, than David Montgomery. Uh, as to this game, there's a lot of risk here, right? Tom Brady's coming off a five-touchdown game, so you're probably going to want to put him in your lineup. I don't have him ranked among my top 15 quarterbacks for the week. Now, I had him 16th last week, so maybe what the hell do I know? But you've got injuries in that passing game. Uh, we know that... Uh, Chris Godwin's not going to play. Leonard Fournette uh, is doubtful. He's unlikely to go. Uh, they're all kinds of banged up. O.J. Howard is out with the Achilles. Uh, this is a tough Chicago defense. They've given up the second fewest fantasy points uh, to quarterbacks so far this season. So the the downside with Brady is the matchup's bad. It's a Thursday night, and you never want to get your quarterback uh, 12 or 14 points on a Thursday night and then have to go into the weekend trying to win a fantasy week. But also uh, keep in mind that 
we know Brady's playing. So say if you have Ryan Tannehill and Brady, or if you have Josh Allen and Brady, then maybe you're pivoting towards Brady in this contest because we are not sure if that Titans-Bills game is going to go down. And like Doc said, I don't think it will. And when you're looking at the Bears side of things, is there anybody you can start in a traditional fantasy league, not super flex, not 2QB outside of Allen Robinson and David Montgomery at this point? I don't think there is. No, I would have to agree with that. What do you think about Doc and that same question, Sanders and Montgomery rest of the season? Uh, Sanders, for sure. Um, I, I don't trust Matt Nagy's play calling. I don't necessarily agree with that about tonight. I think tonight you're going to see a lot of outliers. So I, I like Darnell Mooney. I think he's got a shot, right? The last couple of weeks, the Buccaneers have let up very long touchdowns, right? Didn't Guyton have one? And the week before, somebody else had one uh, against them. Uh, you know, So the Chargers, you know, complimentary receivers did a good job. I think this may be a Cameron Brait or Gronk week. I think that the Bucs are going to go into two tight end sets tonight a lot. Uh, I think one of those guys scores. I like Keyshawn Vaughn. I, I can't stand Ronald Jones. I think Tom <laughs> Brady can't stand Ronald Jones. Did you see Brady when Keyshawn jo- Vaughn scored, how he like ran to him like he was giddy? I mean, like they were, he was holding him in the air because he hates Ronald Jones who can't catch the football. So I think tonight you're going to see a lot of things that are going to be weird. When you look at the box score tomorrow, you're going to go, I didn't see that coming. But I think that's what's what you're going to expect tonight. Montgomery's in a bad spot. The Bucks' run defense is terrific, so he may catch a few out of the backfield, but he's not going to run for many at all. Vaughn's Inter- only a thousand dollars on DraftKings right now as a flex starter, so that's a that's a I nice like little a yeah. nice little play there, Doc. Yeah, I picked him up in the league last night where I really need him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not throwing Frank Gore out there no more. So I was able to <laughs> – I had Frank Gore and Austin Eckler. You know what I'm saying? Austin Eckler goes down, and the wide receivers on that team are very good. That team is solid, and they're still picking up Ws, but it can really take off, especially if Vaughn or some other running back can pop off the wire. Are the Arizona Cardinals and the New York Jets, the hapless New York Jets, Mike, are uh, this game right here. You look at the Jets and the Cardinals, Colin Murray – I don't want to say he's, he's losing football games, but the fantasy numbers are still there. We see what he does, and the Jets are just the Jets. I know, man. I mean, like, I don't know if Le'Veon's coming back this week. If he does, he could be limited. So I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, bet on him being a playable asset for fantasy fans this week. The Jets have nothing. Like, n- Joe Flacco's going to start. The Jets have oh, nothing that you want. Hell, uh, Jamison Crowder's probably the only guy that I would play, and I don't know what the rapport is like between him and, uh, and Flacco, I know it's tremendous with Sam Darnold. And if Darnold were the starter, I'd be playing Jamison Crowder regardless. But with Flacco, that probably hurts Crowder's value just a little bit, maybe uh, a flex starter at this point. And then when you talk about the Cardinals, you're going to start obvious players like New Hopkins and Kyler Murray in this one. What do you guys do with Kenyon Drake? I picked I, up Chase Edmonds this week. I, right. Chase Edmonds should be owned across the board without question in case Cliff Kingsbury does the switcheroo on us and goes with Edmonds. But Drake has had two of the best matchups any running back is going to have in the National Football League in two straight weeks, and he's done jack nothing with either one of them. Now he's got the Jets. It's another good matchup. Are you playing Kenyon Drake this week, guys? Dr. Roto, you have to go to you have to go first because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so so look, here's here's the guarantee play of the week. Kyler Murray is a great play. If you remember week one, the Jets pass rush didn't get near Josh Allen. He stood there in a lawn chair. Literally, he sat in a lawn chair and he waited for his receivers to get open. What do you think Kyler Murray is going to do? Right? Because the Jets actually have a good run defense. 
It's decent. It's not good. It's good as a hard word. It's, but the pass defense is terrible. So I think this is a week where he can throw the ball out of the backfield. I think he can throw the ball to Hopkins. I think he can throw the ball to whomever he wants to. I think this is a Kyler Murray week. Now, if I'm playing on DraftKings, I may go with a naked Kyler Murray. All right, right. I can just run with him and maybe not even use anybody else in that offense. This is Drake's last week for me. I mean, I like Edmonds. I think he's shown more juice, but can I get rid of him? No. I mean, I got to put, put Drake on my roster and hope for the best. I'm certainly not going to play him in DFS, but you might get him at the lowest ownership ever. So it is contrarian. Uh, but I mean, look, on, on your seasonal lineups, I think you have to look elsewhere if you have other options. Yeah, I think I'm probably would be looking elsewhere. Like I said, I, I agree with that. If you have the, the Drake, I think you do have to look elsewhere. I'm going to be interested to see what happens uh, with Chase Edmonds. I think it's going to be something that I'm going to be keeping my eye on in this contest tonight. I mean, not tonight, excuse me, when you get to that game on Sunday afternoon. And unfortunately, me being a New Yorker, I mean, I have the red zone, but this is this is going to be my national game. I got to watch the Jets and the Giants. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I want to watch a whole game, you know what I'm saying, at 1 o'clock, I got to watch the Jets or the Giants. If, Can I, you imagine if I were you, I, I'd make sure I had some sort of uh, libation there to try and get me through that three-hour game. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you get one of those funny boxes? You'd be tanked at 2.30 in the afternoon. Can't you get one of those funny boxes, exact where you can get, get all every cable channel known to mankind? Is that so? Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I'm yeah, no, nah, but uh, we got we got different ways. Listen, I haven't missed a snap of a Dallas Cowboy game in two decades, but um, so I get ways to get my eyes on America's team, even though the the outcome has not been favorable this year. And it's, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Oh, the Rams. Get, we got to get into that game at some point, man. Oh, we definitely will. The oh, Rams yeah. and the Washington oh, yeah. Football Team. The Washington Football Team, Mike. Switching up their quarterback. Oh, boy, I feel bad for Dwayne Haskins. Um, You know wait, what wait, I'm saying? Can we, can, we, can we talk about that for a second? Let's go, Doc. Dwayne Haskins, your guy? Yeah, you my guy. You roster yeah, right. in most of your rosters? Corey, I, 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 I'm, well, I have him in a couple of places. He's okay. not He's not going to be a good NFL quarterback. <laughs> I mean, it's over, dude. It's over. You could see that coming out of college. He just wasn't going to be the guy. And I will tell you this, and I think everyone can agree. I would love at some point to see Alex Smith start a game for the Washington football team. He is now the QB two in Washington. Haskins is going to be inactive. I mean, that's, that's how, how, how badly that whole thing has got to be something more than performance on the field. No, they said he wasn't picking up the offense. They said he hadn't learned the offense and he was inaccurate. It's, it's a problem. You know what? Why didn't they go out and get Jameis Winston? I know they needed to run with Haskins this year, but Jameis was sitting there and he signed with the Saints for like nothing. Jameis would look great on the Redskins, uh, excuse me, on the Washington uh, football and, team. And right what now. about Cam too, Doc, right? I yeah. mean, Cam knows Ron Rivera. I thought Cam was going to end up in Washington and totally. that didn't happen. And he ended up in New England. It was back in June. It was either June or July of this year. I interviewed Doug Williams. Um, and Doug Williams, legendary Doug Williams, is the VP of player personnel for Washington. And... He was, I would go as far as to say, giddy about what Dwayne Haskins was going to do this upcoming year. The, all the offseason reports on Haskins were very good, and they and and Williams was like, we did, Haskins is going to be the guy. We're going to give him every opportunity. And that's why, to me, it was funny to see him get pulled in week four. But like you said, if you're not picking up the offense, listen, this was a weird offseason. And you, I know it's a weird offseason for rookie, but rookies, but, you know, Dwayne Haskins is still a young football player too. I'm hoping for the best for him. But listen, I do agree, watching him turn the football over, you can't do that. Especially when you got a team with a good defensive line like that, that can kind of hold teams off. You don't want to, you know, make make those mistakes and uh, make that thing happen. But Mike, the Rams backfield, what's up with it? 
You're asking me? Did we get, did we get Sean McVay? Do I look Sean McVay to you? Did we get Sean McVay on the damn show? Because last week, what did he do, man? Right? We all thought we had it. We thought it was Daryl Henderson. He had two straight very good games, averaging around six yards a carry. We're thinking, oh, giddy up, man. Henderson, uh, love the matchup. Let's get him into our lineups. And what? Malcolm freaking Brown comes in and kicks us all in the onions, and boom, the switcheroo happens. And now Cam Akers might be coming back this week. I have no idea. I will not. I don't think anybody does who who isn't associated with the Rams in some way, shape, or form. And if I had to pick one, it would be Henderson. But I'd rather not play any of these guys because there's no clarity back there. There really isn't. So you're throwing darts. If I had to play one, as I mentioned, it would be Henderson. But if Akers comes back, you're looking at a three-headed monster rather than a two-headed monster. And Washington's defense is not terrible against running. They're not terrible. Okay, so I would fade all three of these guys this week if I if I could at all costs. Doc, I want to get you on the, on the running back question with the Rams, and also, are we still trusting McLaurin as a wide receiver one with Kyle Allen? You know him and you know him and Haskins were boys. But do you think that maybe Kyle Allen goes a different way, or do you are you still comfortable with McLaurin as right now he's wide receiver thirteen, I believe, he might be inside the top twelve. But are you still comfortable with McLaurin as an every week start? Sure. Okay. So on the Rams side of the ball, I think Fab is one hundred percent right. I wouldn't start any of them comfortably this week. I love Cooper Cup. Love Cooper Cup this week. He's in a great spot. Use him with with, with full confidence. I like Robert Woods. And I mean, Tyler Higby is okay, but you've got Gerald Everett back. That, that worries me. For the Washington football team, I really like Antonio Gibson's value. I think Kyle Allen is another check down Charlie kind of guy. And he checked down a thousand times to McCaffrey last year. He will check down to Antonio Gibson all game long. I think his value skyrockets. I don't hate McLaurin. I mean, I love the player. I do. I love the player. I don't know if I like the matchup this week. He's going to see Jalen Ramsey. Why? Because they don't have a second receiver. Don't tell me Dontrell Inman. Don't don't tell me Logan Thomas. Don't tell me Steven Sims. So I think McLaurin will be fine moving forward this week. I just don't know if I like it. I think he's ranked in the top 15. I just don't see it this week. I do see Gibson with a lot of catches out of the backfield. The battleground state of Pennsylvania has a big one this week. The Pittsburgh Steelers host the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are devoid of talent <laughs> on offense <laughs> at the wide receiver position. Carson Wentz held on last week. He went out to, to the West Coast. Didn't I tell y'all he might be the type of guy that plays better on the road because the imaginary fans of Philadelphia booing him? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, listen, he could be that kind of player. He, he look, he, Like I said, he looks rattled to me all the time. And that's not just me speaking as a Dallas Cowboy fan. Um, but when you look at Philadelphia, you want to get Miles Sanders going. The Zach Ertz thing is real. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's not involved. We didn't see, you know, we, I, I don't know what the passing game in Philadelphia is right now. And then when you look at Pittsburgh, they just, I'm, I think, Mike, you know who the people are in Pittsburgh that you like. Right. So going back to Ertz, though, you still have to play him. I, I don't know what happened last week. San Francisco held him in check. He's still going to be, you know, one of the most targeted players you would think in that offense, even though it's a mess. But Wentz is, is a fade for me. He's actually had 20-plus points in two straight games, which is pretty good. Uh, one of those games took him five quarters to get there in that uh, in that tie against Cincinnati. But Pittsburgh at home, uh, that defense is tough. Uh, quarterbacks have averaged around 13 points per game when playing Pittsburgh at the big catch-up bottle since the start of last season. So uh, I would fade Wentz in this one. And honestly, 
I don't think I could play Greg Ward uh, outside of uh, desperation, right, in, in this contest. And then on the Pittsburgh side of things, I can play Roethlisberger this week. Uh, obviously, James Conner's in the mix. I think Eric Ebron is also in the mix as a streamer. Uh, if Deontay Johnson is back and he's cleared concussion protocol, he's still dealing uh, with an injury, but it looks like he should be good to go. I like Johnson this week as well. And you, you may look at the matchup and think, well, I mean, Philadelphia, you know, the, the you know Darius Slay, and they've, they've uh, you know, they, they've got uh, a tough defense. But look at the numbers uh, that they've been giving up so far this season. Uh, right now, Johnson has a shot to potentially give you 15 plus fantasy points right now. Uh, Johnson is running about 24 routes out wide per game. Philadelphia has given up an average of nine catches and the fifth most points to receivers who line out wide. And also keep in mind that Johnson has averaged 8.3 targets per game. Uh, That's up there among wide receivers. Of course, he missed a a game with the concussion, but I, I do like Deontay Johnson in this one as well. What do you think, Doc? Um, I don't know if I agree with that last part with with Fabs, and I'll talk about that in a second. For the Eagles, it's rough. I mean, the Steelers are are chomping at the bit to play. I mean, Miles, their run defense has been terrific. And I think Miles Sanders is the engine on that team. When he's getting 20 touches, things, good things happen, right? You want the football in his hands. Wentz has been all over the place. He's got nobody to throw to. I, I would agree that you have to start Zach Ertz. Uh, because he's obviously their best player and Goddard is, is out. But, I mean, look, he, he's not producing either in the way. But I think it's a Wentz problem. I do. I think it's an offensive line problem, and I think it's a Wentz problem. And I think, it, it, you know, the, it's hard to really look at anybody in the Eagles and feel comfortable. For the Steelers, I really like James Conner this week. The Eagles have a very good run defense. Conner can catch a lot of passes out of the backfield. Love Love, love Eric Ebron this week. I think he's in a great spot. And if you're looking on DraftKings and you want a cheap tight end, he's a guy that I would focus on. Take a look at what the slot receivers have done to the Eagles, right? The Eagles are a funnel defense. Cooper Cup, Tyler Boyd. These guys have done well. Who's the Steelers slot guy? Isn't it Juju? So I think that Deontay, who I, I I love Deontay Johnson. I mean, I'm literally the president of the Deontay Johnson fan club. I Deontay just Johnson that- Roto? Well, yeah, I mean, he, he is an adopted child. I, I think I would put Deontay, he's going to see more Slay. So I think he's better than Slay, actually. So I think that he's not a zero, but I think it's like a five for 50 kind of game. But I think this is a game where Juju finds the end zone because slot receivers have decimated the Eagles. Carolina Panthers, Atlanta Falcons, NFC South battle. Carolina, Teddy B coming in there after that big win last week. Atlanta Falcons are still the Atlanta Falcons. It's looking It's looking tough. Sledding for the Atlanta Falcons out there. Mike, when you look at this game right here, um, I didn't think that Robbie Anderson was going to work in Carolina. It's working very well. Yeah, man. I, I didn't think so either. But you know what I uh you know what I didn't think about when I was projecting Robbie Anderson for this year? He got away from Adam Gase, boys. Uh, and look uh, what uh, happened. <laughs> Whether it's Ryan Tannehill or Kenyon Drake, you get the hell away from Gase and giddy up, you start scoring fantasy points. And he's a must-start now uh, against Atlanta. That defense is an absolute train wreck. I mean, look at all the injuries they have, right? Keanu Neal, uh, Ricardo Allen, A.J. Terrell, uh, Darquez Denard, like uh, DeMonte Kazee. Uh, I mean, they're losing everybody. Right? They have nothing, right? So um, th- this, is, this is a smash spot for Teddy Bridgewater. This is a game where D.J. Moore, I think, finally gets off the schneid. And it's a game where Robbie Anderson is clearly uh, a must-start. And – it's odd for me to say that because Robbie Anderson's never been a very reliable fantasy player for the, for the course of an entire season, but he's had a very good start 
to uh, to 2020. And Teddy Bridgewater and Anderson certainly have a rapport going on. And the matchup here could not be better. The the over-under in this game is around 54, 55. So this should be a high-scoring affair as well. What do you think, Doc? Uh, I think Robbie Anderson was really smart. I think Jameis Winston and Robbie Anderson did two very smart things. Jameis went to a great coach with a great quarterback so he could learn. Right? That was that was smart. Robbie Anderson took less goes, money, too. Yeah, he took less money to do that. But that, mm-hmm. it's going to pay off big time. Robbie Anderson does the same thing because he goes to his college coach who he knows is going to put him in a position to succeed. Right? That's smart thinking. And, and I, I really respect those guys for doing that. I like Robbie Anderson this week. I like DJ Moore this week. I love me some Mike Davis this week. Okay. The Falcons cannot cover. And look at what Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones did out of the backfield this week. I mean, Mike Davis is going to feast, feast in this game. For the Falcons, I do think that Julio Jones is hurt. I don't think there's a question about that. Yeah, I I agree. He's hurt. And, you know, Matt Ryan played very poorly, but here's a big difference. The Panthers don't get a good pass rush going on where the Packers do. Matt Ryan was rushed and he was uncomfortable all game long. And I think he's going to have more time to throw. I think this is more of a Ridley week. I think this is more of a Russell Gage week. Take a look at this guy, Zacchaeus. I mean, he he's started to flash a little bit. But if Julio's out there, I think Julio's presence helps Ridley engage because you have to cover Julio. But I, I think this guy's running on one leg. Yeah, I think I think um, Julio Jones is in a tough spot um, this season. I think he's going to be hampered and bothered by this for the whole season because he has not looked himself so far this year. Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans say bye-bye to one Mr. Bill O'Brien. That day was long overdue. It has finally come. Mike, I was looking at last week. I'm looking at the game, and I see Deshaun Watson dapping up opponents after he got tackled. When I saw that, I was thinking that, that they, was, they were saying to each other, man, you got to get rid of Bill O'Brien. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know, son. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's going now. Yeah, He's going yeah. now. Yeah. And he's going now. So we know what the Texans' weapons are. Mm-hmm. But the Jacksonville Jaguars have the number one rookie running back in fantasy football. Imagine, and it's not DeAndre Swift. And by the way, I would, I would maybe argue that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, could be in that conversation, my friend, but Robinson's <laughs> been bananas good, man. I mean, he's averaging uh, over 111 scrimmage yards per game. He's been great. He is getting all the touches. He is a virtual must start in this contest against a defense that has not been good against running backs. You mentioned the offense. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how Houston looks on that side of the ball. Are they better? Are they sort of, well, O'Brien's gone. Let's move on. Things are going to be better. I think Watson is a very good play. That might sound obvious, but he has not been great so far this season. So uh, you can't just put Watson in your lineup and set it and forget it because the numbers have not been there. Will Fuller is in play this week. Although you look at Jacksonville, they have been tough against receivers who are lined out wide so far this season. But, you know, Devontae Parker still had a touchdown against them. So I still feel like Willer is an obvious start this week. The one play that I feel like is he has not been what we hoped he would be, but he is a very good start this week. And then I would sell high on him is David Johnson. I feel like David Johnson gets into the end zone this week. The matchup is right. Joe Mixon just went bananas against Jacksonville a week ago. And David Johnson will be a very strong play. I'd say he's probably a mid-tier RB2 this week. Um, And if he has that big monster performance, time to sell high on him. You know, Doc, I feel like there's a stat out there somewhere that says when head coaches get fired during the season, the game after the team where said head coach was fired from has one of their best performances of the year. 
Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, J, I mean, the, the, the story is that J.J. Watt and Bill O'Brien had a fight, and J.J. Watt could win the governor of Texas right now. I mean, he is that <laughs> popular. So I think that Bill O'Brien was just done because the team had given up on him. And it was, it was awful. I mean, the trades, the, the, bad, the plays, I mean, just he got them to the playoffs, but he, he got them into mediocrity, but he never got them to success. So bye-bye, I won't miss him. I think Deshaun has a good week. I do. I think the problem is the receivers there outside of Fuller are very sketchy. Randall yeah. Cobb is good. Is he great? No. Brandon Cooks is, is a guy who flashes. Jesus. He is not consistent. Kenny Stills is more consistent, but he's not he's not a great player. I really like, I really like Darren Fells this week. I think the, the Jaguars wow. are very generous. Very generous against tight ends. And Akins is out. So I'm just watch for Fells. He's one of those guys who does nothing. And then you know how a tight end gets a two touchdown game? That could be Fells, I think, on the DK Sportsbook. If that's out there, I might be in on that one. For for Jacksonville, this could be a James Robinson week, or it may not. It can go either way. Robinson is sensational when they're winning. But if the if the Texans get out to a 20-point lead, is it a Chris Thompson week? So I think he's either good or bad. I like LaVisca Chenault a lot. I do. I think this is a good week for him. And look, DJ Chark really helps that team. When Chark is there, it makes everybody better. So uh, I, I think this should be a really high-scoring game. Yeah, um, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Chenault, too. I think he's a good young player, uh, and I think that he's got a lot of room to grow. Las Vegas Raiders, Kansas City Chiefs. See if this one right here goes down. Raiders go out to KC, Mike. Listen, the Raiders are what they are, but this is not the kind of spot where the Raiders are good. I think Kansas City's better here, but I think you really know who the Raiders are to have to play, and you got to get them in the lineup, and you hope right. for the best. I mean, the Raiders are chalk at this point, right? So you're starting Jacobs, and you're starting Waller, and that's probably about it. I wouldn't play Renfro this week. I liked him last week. Uh, I told you guys on the show last week, the Chiefs are just nasty against slot receivers. They have been very tough. And Edelman, I mean, he ate it last week. He was an absolute disaster. So uh, that is a that is a fade for me in this game. And Kansas City's basically chalked too. I feel like the only, the only question is, which Chiefs wide receiver past Tyreek Hill can you trust? Or can you trust any of them? Is it Sammy Watkins? Nicole Hardman's been getting more burn over the last couple of weeks. But can we start either one of these guys against the Raiders? And I will also say this. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to go bananas this week. Mm-hmm. Ba-freaking-nanas! The Raiders are awful against the run. They have been gashed all season long. No team's given them more touchdowns to running backs. Uh, the Glide will help you win uh, your week five matchup without question. what do you think doc the glide will help you win your week five matchup the glide hasn't really listen there's a lot of expectations after that first week but it's been kind of mediocre since what what do you mean mediocre it's been what? pretty good it's it's, it's been, been pretty good, pretty good he's, man. he's not he's, is he a top 12 fantasy running last, back right now last week he didn't do much of anything but that game was just uh that was a disaster that game. i that, would take him over joe mixon i would take him i would still take him about seven or eight overall i would right now he's 12 Right yeah. now, he's the RB12. Okay. Right. okay. And he's, right. he's had right. a couple of pretty good performances. So I'll just say this. The Chiefs are – this is such a big week to stack Chiefs. You want Mahomes. You want Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You want Tariq Hill. You want Travis Kelsey. And if you put them all in your lineup, you might see all of them score. So I think the question is here, you know, Mecole Hardman, I love this guy. But this is – I don't think this is a Hardman week because I think this is a Hill week. I don't think both receivers can feast in the same week. But Kelsey will rebound too. But – uh Edward Solaire is in a great spot. I, I, there was an interesting stat that somebody put on, online last week. And, you know, there's a lot of garbage that you see, but this one was a really good one. Um, Renfro doesn't really run like a true slot receiver. He runs mostly up and then out. 
then he, then all of a sudden he's not he's not doing a lot of plays over the middle of the field. And Fabs is 100% right. You know, the Chiefs stopped that middle of the field catch, but Renfro's a little sneaky. I think he may be a little undervalued and people will look at him and say Chiefs are good against slot receivers, but he doesn't run his patterns that way. I think that's a nugget there that might help people. I think this is a Darren Waller week because how can it not be? They're going to be behind. <laughs> yeah, how can it not be? Yeah. No I doubt. Mean, yeah. I agree with you on that. Here's the inter- Renfro was, is one of my I, – I like Renfro a lot. I think he's a good player, and I want to see what his career develops into after he spent 15 years at Clemson. So, <laughs> yeah, he's in school for – it seemed like he was in school forever. Like, you was on that team too? Um, Miami Dolphins, San Francisco 49ers. Ah, it's, it's nothing it – doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me, Mike, to be honest with you. Right. Maybe we'll get Garoppolo back. Maybe we won't. We're not sure what's going on there. So keep tabs on the status of Garoppolo throughout the week. And Raheem Mostert, maybe he comes back this week. So there are some uncertainties there. Uh, if, if Mostert is out, McKinnon is a very solid RB2. If Mostert is back, he is the RB2, and McKinnon would fall into that flex uh, conversation. George Kittle came back with a vengeance last week. Obviously, he's a guy you're going to have in your lineup. I don't know about Brandon Ayuk and or Debo Samuel. Which one of those two guys do you like more this week against Miami? I would go Debo. I'd go Debo too. Debo was was very unproductive in his first week back, but we kind of expected that, right? We thought they're going to bring him along slowly. You know, the, the matchup is right here against Miami, so... Uh, Debo could end up being a wide receiver three flex in this game. Miami doesn't have much to like this week. Okay. No, no. Fitzpatrick may give you garbage time. I'm not starting him based on garbage time possibilities. Miles Gaskin is a, is a volume machine who is not producing very well, even though he's getting a lot of touches. You're probably starting Parker, but the matchup's not great. And Mike Gesicki was an enormous disappointment last week. The Niners have been one of the toughest teams against tight ends. They showed it last week against Zach Ertz. So Gesicki, to me, is a very, very difficult play in week five. Doc, would you start, if you are Ryan Tannehill, Josh Allen, fantasy rosterer, would you consider Tan- Would you consider Fitzmagic? No, I mean, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no what the hell are you asking me that for? <laughs> I want to get back to Debo Samuel. He's got a really good wide receiver cornerback matchup. I like Debo a lot this week. Um, Miami has actually been a little stingy against tight ends, but it's always a Kittle week, right? So when you see that th- those stats, come on, it's George Kittle. But I do like Debo. Why do I like Debo? They use him in so many different ways, right? They move him around, and that makes him special. So let's get back to Fitzmagic. Look, he's a, a a trooper. I actually would want the guy on as my backup on a, on any team in terms of real life. But I mean, this this two is team. And when you look at the success yeah. of Burrow, and you look at the success of Herbert, you know, you're Miami. You have to see what Tua can do. You know what Fitzpatrick can do. He he's fine. But you're, I mean, you're not winning any Super Bowls with him. So I think it's about time. I think the, the Dolphin faithful, you know, and all the people who are going to be in the stands. Shockingly, by the way, shockingly, all those people can be in the stands. I think I, the I team think, came out and said that they still going to cap. I think the governor said you can fill the joint up. Right. Yeah. You know, you can have a super spreader. But the yeah. team said that they're still going to cap <laughs> it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hello. And I live in the state. I, w- I wouldn't go. So I'm just telling you that I think that it's it's going to be two a time. So Fitzpatrick is, you know, it's Cinderella and it's midnight soon. Let me ask as, you. As much, as much as I like Tua and I'd love to see him play, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the QB 10 right now. 
Two is not going to be that good. From a fantasy perspective, I'd rather have Fitzpatrick in there, man. I mean, I like I understand it's all about winning and losing, and NFL teams and coaches don't care about our fantasy football rosters. But Ryan Fitzpatrick has been damn good uh, for most of 2019, and so far he's the QB 10. He's got more points uh, than Matt Ryan, than Deshaun Watson, than Jared Goff, than Cam Newton. Uh, Newton missed the game, so that's understandable. Then Breeze, then Wentz. Yeah, but he had good matchups, Fabs. I mean, he played no. some crappy defenses. Crappy. And he did well. I'm not dissing that. But, I mean, the 49ers are not going to be, uh, you know, what, what happened last week with is, Seattle. Is New England's defense crappy? Is Buffalo's defense crappy? And I mean, what, I guess. What if it's Patrick do against New England? But what, what I'm saying is he has been the QB 10 playing against two, two of those teams were, were the four opponents that he's had so far. You can only play who you play, right? No, and, no. I'm saying in the games that he's played week and defenses, last week, he's done and, great. I'm sorry. And last season... Fitzpatrick had a great game against New England uh, down the stretch in week so, seventeen, right? So, so what I'm saying, and but the Patriots they, they don't sit their dudes in week in week seventeen, so uh, it's not like he played against backups. So, like I understand Fitzpatrick's not a guy I'm playing this week either. Look, two two but, weeks he was phenomenal, and two weeks he was not. He had 191 yards against New England, 160 against Jacksonville, and the other two weeks he was over 300. So let's just call him what he is. He is matchup but, dependent. But, and he's good. But Doc. He give he, he's given you two rushing touchdowns in the last two weeks. Sure. Also, do you, do you I don't feel care about, about playing the against the 49ers. Stats. I'm talking about the I'm talking about no, I'm not playing him against the 49ers. But what I'm saying is you, you can look at the passing stats and be like, yeah, I mean, he's had two dogs out of four games, but the guys made up for it with the rushing totals. He's I started him 47 and two touchdowns in the last two weeks. I've started him. I don't think you can bank on that though. I started him. I had no, one year where I was but starting him regularly. And this is what frightens me about Fitzmagic. That first half when he throws four interceptions <laughs> and then you go to the locker room oh, and you're no, like, please I, put listen, him back man, in the game. Please I put know, him back in the game. And then he gets benched. That's what scares me. The Tua thing is this. Tua has not been tackled since the hip injury. So yeah. they're going to yeah. have to be. We got to. We, 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 I mean, he's a football player. And right now he's not because he has not been hit since that injury. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Miami Dolphins do because they need to get him on the playing field so he can, you know, I hate to say it, so he can start getting hit. But but you're not bringing Tua in on the road in San Francisco. No. You're not bringing him on the no. road in Denver. So you I look at a home so either, game. Yeah. So yeah. week seven is the Chargers, week eight are the Rams, maybe week 10 of the Jets. Then you have the bye week. Tua comes in at home where he's comfortable. So unless Fitzmagic gets injured, you're not seeing Tua for another two or three weeks at the earliest. I just feel mm-hmm. like... In fantasy, he doesn't get enough respect, and he's he's actually been playing pretty well, and he, he won yeah. a lot of people a fantasy championship last season. No doubt, season, but that's why I asked. That's why I asked. 20 plus, but I'm not playing him against the 49ers. Okay, that's what I'm saying. All right, cool. All right, the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, uh, do we have uh, to? Uh, fire up Danny Dimes. <laughs> Dude, I, I have him in a 2QB league. I'm playing him. And I'm I'm eating crow every week because I really liked him. You know, I, yes, you I did. Like, I feel like a lot of people liked him, though. But you didn't know you were going to lose Saquon. You didn't know you were going to lose Sterling Shepard. You didn't realize the offensive line was not going to be better. Uh, it's actually been worse. There's been issues there. And they also have had a brutal schedule, a brutal schedule to start the season. But against the Cowboys, who can't stop anybody, anybody, okay, uh, he is he is a QB2 with some potential upside in a matchup that could end up being a high-scoring affair because neither one of these defenses is worth a lick in the National Football League. So I'm playing – I'm not saying 
Daniel Jones is the top 12 quarterback this week. But if you've got him in a two QB or super flex league and you've had to sit him uh, for most of this season, I think you can put him back in your lineup. Like he's a guy that I would play over Ryan Fitzpatrick, say this week. Doc, Doc, I think I think Freeman is on deck this week for the Giants. I think Evan Ingram is on deck this week for the Giants. Dallas, I worry about Gallup. You didn't even say the best player for the Giants this week. Slayton. Yeah, Slayton, Slayton, obviously. Yeah, but Slayton's a good spot. Yeah, Slayton's a good spot. spot. Danny Dimes is absolutely, not only is he a a starter this week, I think he's a DK play in DFS this week. And I think you could run it back with Zeke. You can run it back with Lamb. I mean, look, if, if Jones can't get it right now, then there's an issue. If Jason Garrett can't can't get up for this game against his old team, there's an issue, right? Freeman looked better than anybody thought last week. So look, the Giants are in a spot. That said, they're going to lose, and this has to be a Zeke week, right? And we haven't seen Zeke do enough, and we don't want to see Zeke um, get, you know, you know, when he doesn't get fed enough, he just you know gets a little a little angry, right? We want to keep Zeke happy. So I think this is a two touchdown Zeke week, but look, the giants have a lot of issues. And if, if Danny dimes is the guy moving forward, then he's got to show it on a week like this. Cause if you can't do it now, when are you going to do it? Yeah. Best and, played. And yeah, I, like, ahead, I like Evan Ingram a lot in this game too, guys. And he, he gave you nine and a half last week, which isn't terrible. Okay. Because the tight end position wasn't very good last week, but he is getting targeted a ton. Uh, he is playing nearly every snap for the Giants. Danny Dimes is tied for fourth among quarterbacks in targeting tight ends at nearly 10 targets per game. And Engram has had 19 plus points in three of his last four games against the Cowboys, who, oh, by the way, uh, brought new life into Austin Hooper, who had been dead for three weeks. <laughs> they're one of the top five worst teams against tight ends. Yeah, they're terrible so, against tight ends. Engram so, is a very nice play this week. If you go Jones, Slayton, Engram, you're on to something. That you might be my rich friend on Monday. Yeah, it's going to be like good. It. It's going to be. It's, let's see how it plays out. Um, should be a lot of points scored. Generally, it is a lot of points scored between these two teams. And then this year, with these historically bad defenses, we might see both these teams hit 40 points. Uh, quickly, last two games: Indianapolis Colts and Cleveland Brown. Jonathan Taylor in the boys Kareem Hunt it all looks good this week not a good looking game on paper but I do want to see what the Colts can do on the road versus Cleveland yeah no question about that this one here is going to be fun to watch the the, I mean the the Colts are playing tremendous right now on the defensive side of the football they are a little bit banged up and I don't know that this game is going to produce many points uh Cleveland's defense probably going to be able to stop Phillip Rivers which is not very difficult Rivers right now I believe is 27th in pass attempts. Like he is not throwing the football very much at all. It's going to be a ground and pound game, kind of like an old school football game, right? Where both teams want to establish the run. The Colts are running the ball a ton. Stefanski runs the ball a ton. A couple of interesting points here though. What happens in that backfield in Cleveland without Nick Chubb? Do they continue to utilize Kareem Hunt as the lead guy Or do we see, again, what we saw last week with the Ernest Johnson coming in and actually having more carries? That that is going to be an interesting uh, note because a lot of people out there are probably flexing the Ernest Johnson this week, although I don't know that I would recommend that against Indianapolis. And then OBJ is coming off a monster game and everyone's probably really high on him. I'm telling people everywhere to sell high on him because I don't know that he's going to have another game like that the rest of the season. But because Chubb is no longer in the mix, do the Browns try and open it up a little bit more through the air and get OBJ a little bit more involved? That, to me, is a risk because Baker Mayfield is a turnover waiting to happen. And the fact that this guy is not in the top 20 in pass attempts per game, there's a reason for that. Number one, Stefanski's offense uh, built for the run. Number two, 
they don't want to put Baker Mayfield in a position where he's going to have to throw the ball a bunch and potentially make mistakes and hurt his confidence. Dr. Roto. He's, he's 100% right. So there's, yeah. there's a, I mean, they, they basically have said they want to keep him to 30 attempts or fewer, right? Because you want to just keep it conservative and not give him too much. I think go, look when you, we look back at the, at the end of the season, the worst fab pickup will be Dearness Johnson. The guy runs oh, a God. four eight six, a four eight six. <laughs> I coach him up, but not Stefanski. Oh two, Stefanski can coach him up, Doc. Come on, he don't can, do that. But I, like, I think Dontrell Hilliard is a better running back. I got to be honest with you. I think he's better than Dearness, and I think he can get him for a third of the price. I think Hunt is going to get fifteen touches, and he's in a real good spot. Here's the big thing that people are not for. This is why I'm Doctor Roto. Okay, so oh. just listen up here, guys. <laughs> Darius Leonard is questionable. Bobby Okarike, questionable. These guys are great in pass coverage. They are fab- fantastic in pass coverage. If they're out this week, all of a sudden the middle of that field is going to be wide open because you can't replace Darius Leonard. He's irreplaceable. So I don't love Landry and Hooper today. But on Sunday morning, if Leonard is ruled out, those guys become starts. So just watch them on your on your roster and be prepared to use them. Otherwise, I think this is a slow, low pace game that is going to be ugly to watch. Uh, I want to jump in right here. A couple things. Um, T. Y. Hilton. Yeah, you can put waiver wire right. Put him on waiver wire right. Ooh. You can play him this week. This week, against, everybody feels against the Browns. I. I T.Y., I mean, right now, like you look at his numbers, and they are non-existent, right? T.Y. Hilton's been one of the bigger disappointments in fantasy football right alongside uh, A.J. Green there. So they, both of those guys are T.Y. right now is tied for 85th. I didn't, I, I didn't stutter. 85th among wide receivers in fantasy points. 35 players have more targets among wide receivers. The Colts are running the ball more than 50% of the time. As I mentioned, Rivers uh, is not throwing the ball a ton. And this is a crazy stat. He ranks 27th among NFL quarterbacks in targeting wide receivers. 27th. There's 32 starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. So I tell you, man, if you're throwing T.Y. Hilton out there, you you better say your prayers. Because, yeah, because, it, it's because it has not been there for him. And, I mean, Denzel Ward also, you know, he's a tough corner. If that's the call uh, against T.Y. this week, that makes it even less attractive. Doc, Darius Leonard from – South Carolina State University. There you go. Where I I went to school at. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Finally, Minnesota (laughs) Vikings and Seattle Seahawks. We had we've had a couple. You know, you know, all the Hall of Famers from the state of South Carolina. Every player that's in the NFL Hall of Fame that went to college in South Carolina went to South Carolina State, not USC or Clemson. How about that? No Clemson guy. There's going to be a Clemson guy at some. There will be at some point. But right now, the Hall of Famers. Went to South Carolina State. Uh, Minnesota Harry, Vikings. Harry, Harry Carson? Was that Harry Carson? Yeah, Harry Carson. Uh-huh. The Minnesota Harry Vikings. Harry Carson. Nice. <laughs> Good old number Min- 53 for the for the big blue. Yeah, yeah the New York Giants back when that defense was legendary. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, Seattle Seahawks. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Minnesota on the road versus, versus Russell Wilson. This could get ugly early. Uh, dude, I... You know what? You guys can make fun of me next week. I like her cousins this week. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I get it. He's all oh, or don't, nothing. Don't man. fall forward, Mike. <laughs> he's all, he all or nothing, dude. Like, I understand that. The over under here is like fifty eight. Okay, Seattle is not going to have Jamal Adams again. Their defense is giving up an average, Corey, of over four hundred passing yeah. yards per game, nine total touchdowns. 
the second most points to quarterbacks. And like, I get it. We can joke about Kirk Cousins. He had that garbage game a couple of weeks ago against, I think it was Indianapolis where they held him to negative points. But I mean, Kirk Cousins had a good week one. He wasn't bad in week three. Like, I'm not saying he's going to have 28 fantasy points. You're not saying he's going to win MVP. (laughs) Hell no. But wait, did you say can you get you 18 to 20 this week against Seattle and what could be a barn burner? Like, yeah, man. I mean, now they've got Justin Jefferson. They unleashed him, right? You've got Adam in the mix as well there too. Like, I feel like Cousins could end up having a decent stat line. Maybe you guys can, can have some fun with me next week if he sucks. But I have Cousins in one of my leagues. And I might play him because Josh Allen and Ryan Fitz- Ryan Tannehill might not play this week, guys. What do you think, Doc? I'm scared, to be honest with you, because I got I'm him. You know, I got too, him in the. Co- but I'm looking I- at the data. <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> Take that for your data. Uh, go ahead, Doc. <laughs> Cousins is actually a good play this week, and I like him. And I think the key was getting Justin Jefferson in this lineup because he is special, right? As much as I miss Stephon Diggs. I think Jeff, you, you won't miss him much longer because Jefferson is that good. Thielen, Jefferson, Cook, you know where the fantasy points are going. It's easy to find. Cousins, even Cousins can't miss these guys. And Seattle has let everybody had a good week. So even as dangerous as Cousins is, and truly he is, how can he screw this one up? So his, his floor has got to be 250 and two touchdowns this week, which in a time where Josh Allen's not playing and Ryan Tannehill's probably not playing and who knows who else is out there, I think you got to play him this week. That being said, you fire up Russell Wilson, you fire up DK Metcalf, you fire up Tyler Lockett, who I love this week, who fantasy owners are very annoyed with. And, you know, that is going to be a huge, huge scoring game this week. All right, there you go right there. SI Fantasy Podcast just went down and sat down and got a good look into the week. Went a little bit long, but you know what I'm saying? Thank the fellas for bearing with me and being patient because this helps me set my lineup like it helps you set your lineup. Shout out to the good people over at DraftKings for sponsoring this. For Michael Fabiano and for Dr. Voter, I'm Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive. SI Fantasy Podcast, we are out.